What's going on, everybody? This is Jay Page coming to you live. And oh, wait, Jay Page isn't on the pod. This is Jake back from his European honeymoon and ready to talk some sports. I'm joined with half a crew today. Uh, first off, we have special guest Zane. Zane, how are we feeling? Uh, hello, Jake. Super special guest Zane here coming to you live from God's country, Spokane, Washington. Um, life outside of sports right now is great. It's great coming off a big weekend, uh, celebrating the Inserpes wedding. Uh, wedding season is starting to wind down. Got to kick it with the boys for probably one last time with good weather. Played a whole bunch of beer die with Cooper, Kyle, and Penny, and, and Kevin. Uh, had probably... 14 or so people over Saturday night. Uh, it was a good time. Good time. Uh, sports wise, probably the worst week of sports I've had in a really long time. Um, really, really bad. I've dreaded having to come on this show and, and talk about some of the events that have transpired over the past seven days. Um, needless to say, I am referring to the Dodgers getting swept by the Diamondbacks in the NLDS and then USC getting absolutely embarrassed by the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on Saturday. Um, it's dark times in the Izagari household, but but it's times like these when you dig deep, you find other hobbies, and, and you just keep your head down and you move forward until Gonzaga basketball starts. But but let's talk about it, boys. By other hobbies, the LA fan probably means just find another LA team to root for. But um, on the intern side, we just have Coop my fellow Notre Dame fan. Coop, how are you doing? Uh, what's going on, amigos? Intern Coop here. And yes, while Zane is kind of at the depths of sports fandom, I am at the highest of highs, baby. We had a great sports weekend, great football. Um, but guys, I think I'm a baseball fan now. Um, Rangers hottest team out there love to see it um but none of that really matters we're here to talk zags uh so yeah let's get into that that's awesome yeah we're gonna start off the episode with some headlines followed by our college football segment and then wrap it up with some nfl without further ado i'll pass it back to coop to take us through our two headlines Thanks, Jake. Well, to kick things off, we officially have our first AP preseason poll with the Zags coming in at no other than number 11. A um, little bit of a disappointment being outside the top 10, but we're right there. Um, I think 11 is fair, uh, given the amount of turnover we've had this past offseason, the pieces that we've brought in, but I will let you guys chime in on that. So, guys... What do we think about this preseason poll and where the Zags currently are? Um, For the Zags placement, I think 11 is very fair. I mean, we lost the best scorer in uh, college basketball, uh, Drew Timmy from last year. You know, that's hard to replace. Lost Julian Strother too, probably one of the what a top five power forward in college, college basketball last year and Mr. Clutch. Um. A lot of experience left, and you know we brought we we have some good pieces, but I'd say eleven is just shows the respect that our program has, seeing how we are a team of a lot of unknowns, but everyone kind of trusts uh, Mark Few to put it together. 
Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree <laughs> with you guys. I think 11 is uh, ultimately a fair ranking. Um, kind of an interesting stat. This is the first time in six years that we have not been ranked in the top 10 to begin the season. The last time we were not in the preseason AP top 10 was 2017. Um, and that was the year immediately following our national championship run, right? If yeah, that would have been what Perkins, J3, Tilly, Tilly, and it's kind of a rough year. I mean, it wasn't rough. So I'm pretty sure we bowed out that year. Our, it would have been our, our first year out of college. That's when Tilly got injured. Yeah, against. Florida State at, in, in LA is when we lost in the Sweet 16, I think. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I think <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. Uh, aside from Gonzaga here, I, I was talking to Jake before the show um, about how I wasn't, you know, that impressed with our you know, out of conference schedule just by glancing at it. Uh, and then, and then you look at some of the teams that are ranked in the top 25 that we're matched up against. And, and, and there's six of them. Um, you know, we have Purdue at number three, uh, reigning champion Connecticut at six Kentucky, who we play in the middle of the, of the conference schedule, uh, 16, San Diego state, 17 USC 21. Uh, and of course, St. Mary's, we will play multiple times 23. So, ranking-wise, very solid schedule. Yeah, I'd completely agree. Uh, Sorry, we're used to still getting my podcast legs back underneath me. Um, I think, anyone else think Purdue's ranked too high? Can't lose the fucking, uh, who they lose to in the, the first round? The, the short team. Who's the, the short, short team? The Peacocks? No. That was the year before they lost to the Peacocks. This wasn't it Farley Dickinson? Farley Dickinson. You no. can't lose to Farley Dickinson, keep the exact same team, basically, and then just be like, we're, we're the number three team in the country. Like, that's that's kind of bullshit, I think. Um, and Anyone else uh, agree with me on that? Uh, uh, I mean, I think, I think obviously – you know, a case can be made that Zach Eady is the best player in college basketball. So I think there's some bias there with that, with that pick. So, um, oh no, I don't, I don't put a lot of stock. I mean, I was just about to say, I don't put a whole ton of stock into preseason rankings. I mean, I think Purdue last year was like not even a top 20 team and they blew us out like the third or fourth game of the year. So um, who's to say we won't do that this year uh, when we play them? Um, but yeah, no, I think I think 11 is entirely fair. Um, I, you know, I like that the target isn't necessarily on our back. You know, I feel like it's kind of been that way the past during the Drew Timmy era. There's always like all Gonzaga's one, two or top five at the at the at the latest. But um being on the outside looking in the top 10 i think is good for us um i do think we can you know find our way there if we you know knock off you know teams like purdue um and yeah yeah i think to zane's point i think the fact that we have a strong schedule again will only uh well for us as we try to make another run 
One thing I noticed as I looked at the top 25, man, unlike years prior, um, this is not a West Coast, Best Coast year that that is being projected so far. Not a single West Coast team um, in the top 10. Of course, Gonzaga and Arizona are there at 11 and 12. And then San Diego State's also there sort of at the back end, 17, you got USC and St. Mary's, but, but it's not a good showing for the West Coast, at least to start this season. Um, I think, you know, like Cooper said, I don't know how much stock you put into the top 25, you know, preseason top 25, um, especially in college basketball, where we saw last year, I mean, my God, the rankings were fluctuating so much throughout the season. So it is, it is fun to look at though. Um, I do think for a guy like Ryan uh, Nemhard, it's gotta be kind of interesting seeing the team you transferred from ranked higher than Gonzaga. Of course, I'm talking about Creighton being ranked eight and Gonzaga being ranked 11. So it's a little, just a fun little tidbit there. I was confused with Creighton's ranking too, because from my understanding, it's like they didn't get a whole lot of, great new players they just believe their center is going to take that next step and be like a, a great player and maybe he is but yeah they lost like one of their key like put up 30 points in like the sweet 16 players and they're just like oh yeah we'll we'll still be a top eight team that seems and, and their guard like they're they're yeah <laughs> yeah is it what is it like cockburner or something they're they're one center yeah that it's all white dude yeah um i know they got you know fairly decent transfer point guard from utah state but um yeah question Question for you guys who looking at the top 25 give me one team that you think is overrated and one team that you think is underrated um overrated i kind of already said purdue you can't lose to Farley Dickinson in the first round and be ranked three. I think tournament time, Purdue will be a 14-15 rank. Um, underrated, I'll go Villanova. I think it's just kind of a safe bet. Like they, they have a very strong program, and I'm sure they've been developing a lot of guys behind the scenes, and they'll just suddenly pop up, and they'll be like a top 16 team again. How about you, Coop? Um, I think for me, just looking at this initial poll, um, I think a team that's a little getting a little too much hype. Um, I'm gonna go. This is I'm I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, but I'm gonna go Houston. Uh, I don't really know who's coming back for Houston, but um, I don't know. I feel like putting them at seven feels a little inflated um and then underrated i'm i'm gonna give the nod to uh, mr pages uh aztecs i think san diego state being the runner up i think they return most of what they had on that team last year so putting them at 17 feels a little unfair and um yeah i think it'll be playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder season I'll close it out for us. Overrated, um, easy. St. Mary's, uh, they shouldn't be rated, ranked at all. Um, anytime St. Mary's is ranked, you know they're going to absolutely blow it. 
Uh, there's no way bitch boy Mahaney does anything to bring this team to, you know, any sort of top 25 caliber. Alex Dukas, Alex Dukas is not going to be the guy. Uh, I, I have, I have zero faith in this team. Um, they lost that, uh, God, who is the who is their slasher last year with the curly hair? He's he's he was kind of a baller. Um, gonna drive me crazy. I don't know. I just keep thinking about the Przimski guy, but he was on Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't remember his name, but I I just you know, I think Saint Saint Mary's did lose quite a bit last year. Um, I, and Aiden Mahaney, you know, had his moment against us, but gosh, when, when the lights were brightest, I felt like that guy was kind of a, a little bitch. So I don't, I'm not buying, I'm not buying his stock. Um, underrated. I'm going to go with, gosh, you just look at Baylor as like number 20 and that just like looks wrong given their recent success in college basketball. Uh, and given Scott Drew's coaching caliber, uh, I don't know, I don't know anything about their team this year, but I know who their coach is, and I know what they've done in years recent. And twenty just seems low. I could be completely off about that. I think that's fair, and I think that same marriage guy you were thinking of was Logan Johnson. Yes, yes, Logan Johnson was nice. He, he was. He was very frustratingly good. Yeah. Um, I will say, Ken Palm came out with their rankings. I don't know how they do it without any like numbers, but we're fifth in that. Pretty good. It, they have Purdue, Kansas, Houston, Connecticut, Gonzaga. Hmm. So, um, maybe we're maybe we're uh, maybe we're underrated. Is, we're the, is the whole thing. Hey, sign me up for being overlooked all season. That's where we thrive, baby. A hundred. I mean, that was the twenty seventeen year completely, where everyone was just like, because we started out ranked or twenty sixteen year, excuse me. Uh, what we started out ranked like 20th, I think, and we just kept winning, 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 and then like teams would just drop past us. It was a great year. It's like each week you're like, oh man, we we need these teams to lose. I think I said that on an episode where like when we were at our peak and we were a little spoiled, I'm like, it's kind of a bummer always being ranked first. Like the other games aren't as exciting because you're not rooting for anybody to lose. You don't need to jump anybody. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Quick, quick stat check. Uh, 2016, entering the season, we were ranked 14. Oh. Slowly climbed the ranks. Nice. Uh, real quick before we move on, I think they came out with the uh, the WCC preseason oh, God, as yeah. well. And, um, yeah, I think, I don't know who's on that panel, but I believe – St. Mary's received more first place votes than the Zags. I, which I, you know, I think is complete bullshit. I mean, how many years in a row have we won the league? Um, and like just the regular season too. I think what the last time we lost the regular season was our our junior year in college. So was that nine years ago? No, wait, no. How old are we? Seven years ago seven years no a little over seven years ago i want to say yeah i mean i know last year i think we shared the regular season with st mary's but we of course won in vegas and yeah, gee, sure. i don't know i feel like there's a there's a love affair with mahaney which 
is the, the St. Mary's plays the most boring ass basketball too. Like who do you want to fucking watch? Like the team that has like the fastest offense in the country with the highest efficiency or the team that just holds on to the fucking ball for like 28 seconds a game and just hope they're like opponents are so bored that they don't want to play basketball. <laughs> yeah, so for for context, uh the coaches, the nine coaches in the WCC vote um on, on that preseason poll. I'm just picturing like all the NAS schools together, the nine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, you know, sign me up for the fucking WCC coaches doubting Gonzaga this year. Uh the votes were five to four. Five votes St. Mary's, four to Gonzaga. You got to imagine uh, few voted for the Zags and, and, and Randy Bennett voted for St. Mary's. And so Normally you can't vote for yourself on that. Even if you're Gonzaga? and like, you No, it's to- like you have to. I don't think you get a vote on your own placement. Well, so it's cool. like that way you don't have coaches. You don't have Portland going like, you know what? I'm confident in my team. We're the best. Yeah, well, I think everyone would just know who voted for Portland, and that would be more embarrassing. But, but good fuel, fuel the fire. I mean, if I'm few, I'm putting that preseason ranking on the fucking uh, bulletin board for the entire season. I would love if you somehow knew the coaches that voted uh, against Gonzaga, and we just fucking curb stomped them. Uh, Red X <laughs> after each name. <laughs> exactly, just a hit list. Um, but, but, you know, while we're talking about preseason WCC, they did come out with the preseason all WCC, uh, basketball team, uh, which features three Gonzaga players. Can you guys guess those three players names? Um, I'm going to go Anton, obviously. I think he's on there. I would imagine first team. It's just one team. So yes, there's one. Um, so I'm there are ten, e- ten guys. Ek's got to be on that. Graham Ek is on it. Is Nemhard on there? Correct. That's your top three: Ryan Nemhard, Graham Ek, and uh, and Anton Watson. No, no, Yun Sukiao. No, no, uh, YSG, YSJ, JSY, JSY. <laughs> uh, no, Nolan Hickman. Fair. Um but but yeah, and then St. Mary's has three Alice Alex Dukas, Aiden Mahaney, and Mitchell Saxon. Mitchell Saxon actually I think is a good player. Fuck Alex Dukas though. Fuck Dukas. He is a Cooper lookalike and fuck Mahaney. You don't want the you don't want the Dukas Mucus? <laughs> oh god. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I don't like that. Dukas Mucus. Um, yes. Well, obviously the preseason poll, um, leaves a little something to be desired, I'd say, but I think that's a good thing. Um, but we will of course see what happens as the season, uh, takes form beginning in November, but moving on, we have some zags in the NBA news. Uh, NBA preseason is well underway. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, looking real good with Chet finally healthy. And then a bit of a shocker here. Um, I don't think anyone kind of saw this coming, but Strother uh, lighting up the stat sheet 
uh, and really uh, lighting it up from deep. Uh, so Jake, as our official NBA correspondent, are you yeah. liking what you're seeing from our fellow Zags? I'm I'm fucking loving it, especially Strother, who I think we we all knew was talented, but at least I was worried he would even get an opportunity. Uh, during the summer league, he kind of struggled. He was not aggressive. And I think we all agree that when Strother's at his best, when he's like hunting his shots, like games where he's just kind of trying to play in the system aren't always the best. And I think the coaches of the Nuggets told him that because he's been averaging like 20 minutes a game in their preseason, a mix of playing with starters and then also like with the backup squad. And he's averaging like 24 points a game on like 20 minutes and making 50% from three. I think he's shooting like 68%. It's basically like his college stats and fans already love him. He's, he's just already a fan favorite. And I'm hoping this means he can, you know, maybe be like the eighth man on the nuggets rotation. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where he stands on the death chart. I feel like eighth man is probably a little high. I it's think. probably high, but Peyton Watson always seems to struggle. Uh, is it Bruce Brown who's on the team? He's on the Pacers now. I think but, it'll come down to between him and Christian Braun. Yeah, and that's the only reason I hesitate. Because Christian Braun is awesome. The, the Nuggets have done a great job drafting, like, power forwards. Or I yeah, guess so, four of three in the NBA. And then, I mean, inevitably they'll be injured. <laughs> so if that's the case and they're they're low on the three spot, then you'll, I think, see more minutes from Strother. But I think, I don't know, if he can get anywhere between five to ten minutes a game, I think that'll be huge. Um, And then just step in and be able to, you know, knock down a three or two in his first year is all they're really asking for him. But uh, seeing what he's doing in preseason is a really positive sign. I think the guy is really cut out for, you know, an NBA role. And um, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think he can carve out a pretty, pretty decent career. I love the quote from, I think it was the Nuggets GM where they, after like Strother was playing while well, they're like, like what made you want to draft him? He's like, I was watching that sweet 16 game. And I saw that like handoff and you just knew right then like Strother's like the guy who wants the last shot. He like hunts for the last shot. And I think that what we saw that two times last year in the UCLA and BYU. So great for Strother, great for the league, great for the Zags. Um, Other great preseason performance, Chet playing for the Thunder. Um, What they played the Spurs where he matched up against Wimbanyama. <clears throat> they had basically identical stats, both just going off defensively and offensively. But, you know, Chet nudged out the win, which that's always great. And um, I think the Thunder might be like the, if you were to like jump on an NBA bandwagon fan right now, like buy low, buy the, the Thunder. Because their group of, young group of five is SGA, Giddy, like what, Jalen Williams, and Chad Holmgren, like, I th- I'm I'm missing one guy. It's a Lou Dort, whatever. But um, they're gonna be good for a while. They're gonna be a, a fun team in the West. 
Yeah, I don't know too much about Thunder basketball, um, nor do I necessarily want to dip my toes into that water uh, just yet. But I did, I did catch a little bit of the uh, the Chet versus Wemby matchup about a week ago, um, and that was electric. I, I do think um, if you watch that game in its totality, uh, Chet did just fine in that game and actually outscored uh, Victor Wembayama. Um, the one sort of highlight that was shared was Victor Wembayama kind of just bullying his way through Chet and dunking on his ass, headbutting which, him, headbutting which, him, total yeah, foul. Yeah. I I think it was a foul, um, but but point stands. Chet's probably going to need to get a little bit stronger in some of these games, and and, and my God, I, it's scary to think about what a guy like Joel Embiid would do to him if if Wembayama is is able to power through him like that. But, you know, I, I think I, I do, I do genuinely think the rookie of the year race this year is, is between Chet and Wemby. And that'll be something to keep an eye out on. I think Chet kind of has the advantage given um, his age and in the year sitting out in the NBA and watching it, just being around that speed uh, gives him, gives him the edge. Um but Wemby should get his runs uh, with the Spurs. They are uh, not a good, not a very good roster. No, I think Chad also has the advantage where he'll be playing like meaningful basketball minutes, whereas most likely, like you said, the Spurs are. Although, hey, Zach Collins starting for him, you know, That's we have another Zach starter. Probably not a good thing for the Spurs if we're being hey, honest. He's, Zach Collins low key scrappy when he's healthy. He just everyone fucking hates him, including Dude. the refs. Didn't Chet just absolutely yam? Oh, he did. Yeah, it was bad. It was really funny, but it 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 was not a good look. Um, what I mean, other zags in the NBA. Rui's looking good for the the Lakers. He'll probably either be a fifth or sixth man there. Kispert is on this the shit fire that is the the Wizards, so he should play a lot. Captain of the shit fire ship. He's a he's a captain. No, but I mean, oh, that wouldn't surprise me. That would be so funny. Like Jordan Poole and Kuzma aren't voted for it. Fucking Corey Kispert. Come on, guys, focus. Was Corey Kispert starting last year? For for parts, yeah. Bradley Beal was injured, and they were trying to lose. Um, but he <laughs> he honestly looked good. Uh, looks like Suggs fully healthy, which is great. Uh, Kelly Olynyk is still just Kelly Olynyk. Any other zags I'm missing? Namhard's been injured for a while, but he should be back. Timmy, Timmy, Tim, Timmy's playing right now. He is. He's two rebounds, two assists, and one point in six minutes. Timmy, incredibly efficient. Only got two points in his first game, and they were the winning points. True. That how was his defense? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a reason he needed to get the winning points. Yeah, yeah. Up for the defense. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, that's all I have for the, the Zags and the NBA. Very excited for the season to start here soon. I do have a parlay going on right now for the preseason games, and it's looking nice. No, there's there's nothing that uh really gets me going more than a tasty uh Zags in the NBA player stat parlay. Oh, love it. Oh, a Sabonis prop bet when it comes. Back. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, baby. Yummy, Jake, Jake just getting absolutely surgical. 
on a Sabonis points, rebounds, assists over. That, he's that. the most under, like underappreciated player in the league, and I'm going to take <laughs> advantage of the bank until they recognize his stats. <laughs> oh, absolutely love it. Um, well, yes, it'll be exciting to see um, not only Chet and Shot the NBA, but every, every other Zag. So pump for that. But that concludes this week's headlines, fellas. Jake, I will turn it over to you for some college football talk. I'm actually passing it to our friend who's in mourning, which is Zane, to lead college football. Oh, even I'm better. The NFL. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I've been dreading this segment since we started recording tonight, but fuck it. Let's get right into it. Um, pretty mediocre college football weekend, I would say, overall, if we're being perfectly honest. Um, couple of headliners that absolutely slapped. Um, Oregon versus UW, great game. Um, I think Arkansas made things interesting with Alabama towards the end, but ultimately not a great game. Um, Colorado Stanford was a big one. We'll get into all of those, but for purposes of this show, uh, the, the, the key matchup was, uh, obviously USC versus Notre Dame. We had number 10 taken on number 21, uh, undefeated USC heading into South Bend. Um, and, and things didn't go USC's way. Ultimately it ends in what looks like on the scoreboard as a blowout loss, 48, 20 Caleb Williams throws three interceptions. USC has a total of five turnovers this game. Um, Notre Dame boys. I know you enjoyed it. How, how to just, just, hit me with it oh man i mean you gotta shout out what xavier watts for just having the game of games did he have two picks and a fumble like scoop and score uh i don't know who had the interceptions and fumbles Uh, but notre dame i mean they just put their dicks on the table and just yeah, let USC have it. Um, this was a dominant performance on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I think it was kind of to be expected, especially after that Louisville loss. I think that left a really bad taste in the Irish's mouth. And, uh, you know, USC had Notre Dame's number last year, and that was going to be the case two years in a row. So, um, huge win. Uh, Dominant performance. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame still out of the playoff picture. USC hanging by a thread. But this was a huge win for the Marcus Freeman era. I think he needed a win like this to kind of get the Irish faithful off his back. I think he felt the pressure there to you know kind of get a signature win. And this was that. So, yeah, you know, obviously if we can, you know, finish out the season 10 and two, I think that'll be, I, I'll consider that season a success. Um, But um, yeah, this is a big win. So love to see it. Uh, turning to the personal side. So Coop, you, you watched the game at Zane's house, right? In Zane's Trojan temple, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I I did I did watch this in Zane's Trojan Dojo. Um and 
I'll let Zane speak for himself, <laughs> but I thought I was well mannered. Uh, both, uh, I think it was just me, Paige, and Megatron who were kind of repping the Irish. Um, and let it be known, um, there was a lot of shit talk, not so much from Zane, but from Dan and Dan's uh, sister's boyfriend, Vinny, about this game. Uh, so I kind of kept my mouth shut. I'm like, hey, I just want a good game. You know, we'll see what happens. And yeah, I let the game speak for itself. I was just like, yo, this is what's going down. Um, I don't know. I mean, Zane, how did you how did you feel about the uh, presence of Irish fans under your roof? <clears throat> yeah. So first, uh, I'll say, um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing crazy. It felt like at, at the house. Um, I think that had a lot to do with how the game started, and it felt like this wasn't a real close game for a while. There were moments early where it could have been made close. I think USC had the stupidest fucking fourth down call I've ever seen in my life, handing it off five yards behind the line of scrimmage to get just two yards. Um, and then, and then, you know, things got kind of dicey for Notre Dame. I think when we pulled it within 10, uh, it felt like at one point in the third quarter there, if USC could get one more stop on defense score and pull it within four, we really would have a lot of momentum. And I think that game would end a lot differently. Um, but instead, USC decides to give up a fucking kickoff return for a touchdown. And that was, down. yeah, that, I was, that was definitely good. getting nervous after after they scored. But as soon as that kick return happened, I'm like, oh, that's done. Cooper, I could tell Cooper was starting to feel nervous. I felt like at that point, I had fucking nothing to lose because I was already a dead man walking. Um, but that was great. Uh, as far as the game overall goes, um tip of the cap to the irish uh you know this this game was at the back end of the gauntlet of their schedule um could have been very easy for notre dame to sort of roll over and take a third loss i think um but they didn't they got fired up and and their defense played great in this game uh so kudos to them on the other side my god this was just so embarrassing for usc uh, I, I totally disagree with Cooper saying this was to be expected. Um, I think the score, maybe, maybe the score, but the way it happened for USC's offense to come out completely flat, turn the ball over five times, there's no way anybody expected that. For, for Notre Dame's defense to dominate the way it did, no chance anyone expected that. If you were to tell me that USC's defense gave up a shit ton of points, I mean, you look at 48 points and you think USC's defense played really poorly this game, I don't think that was the case no. at all. They, they held the Irish to three out of 10 on third downs. The, the stats here are insane for this game and they all favor USC except for turnovers, which is, which is, you know, again, credit to the Irish defense. They made things hectic for Caleb Williams. Um, that said, I mean, if you're a USC fan like me, it's games like these that just make you sick to your fucking stomach because for the past two seasons, this team has almost exclusively relied on Caleb Williams to pick the team up when things aren't going well. And he, and he, you know, they call him Superman because of it. The one game, the one fucking game in the past two years that Caleb Williams has an off night, no one. And I mean, no one, not Lincoln Riley, not the defense, not the special teams, not the running game, not the offensive line. 
No one picks him up uh, to give him any fucking assistance whatsoever. And it's just incredibly frustrating. I think the writing was on the wall that USC was due for a loss. Um, again, I'm surprised it wasn't due to the defense, though. Uh, you know, I, I think if USC fans are being honest with themselves, you look at this game and you can't help but to look to the future and think, what the fuck is going to happen when we don't have Caleb Williams? Because it looks a lot like this. And that's 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 daunting. Watching yeah. that game, it felt like the Irish would have had like 13 sacks if it had been anybody else besides Caleb Williams back there. Like, yeah. you're. I also think, you know, I think Notre Dame did contribute to those sacks. Obviously, the tip they, they caused with the tip, and, and they contributed to a couple of them with the pressure. But Caleb Williams was just making really, really bad decisions. And he was making those bad decisions on like his 15 yard, his own 15 yard line. So it was just like, it, I, I feel like Cooper can back me up. I almost wasn't that, that mad because it was just like, what the fuck? Like, are we supposed to do here? If you're, if, if your Heisman, you know, can't, can't get it done. Um, I do think like Cooper said, you know, Notre Dame got their ass kicked last year. Notre Dame basically handed Caleb Williams the Heisman last season this year, they very well could have taken it away from him in this one game. I, I don't think it's over for him. I don't think it's over for USC. There is a world, sadly for my emotional state, there is a world where USC hypothetically could win out and make the college football playoffs still. I think if they do make, if they do win out, they beat Oregon, they beat Utah, they beat UW, they beat one of those teams twice. Um, Jesus in the, Christ. In the, in the Pac-12 championship, they're in the playoff, right? Like, they have to be. Um, is that likely? Fuck no. I could see this team losing two or three more games. Um, it's just, it's 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 tough times. You As a, I think Dan and I say every single week, we're just looking for a wake-up call, right? Is this team finally going to get the wake-up call? When, when Arizona State took you down to the wire, was that going to be the wake-up call? I don't know. When Arizona was up 17 to zero in the first half, was that going to be a wake-up call? I guess not. Maybe just getting your shit pumped by the Irish was the wake-up call you needed. I don't know. I'm not holding out faith. Um, scary, scary tides ahead with uh, probably a better defense next week in Utah. So not not optimistic right now. I'll get off my USC soapbox. Um, I just I don't I don't know what the fuck to expect from this team going forward. Uh, if if Caleb Williams throws an interception in a game, we basically lose. That's kind of that's kind of what happens. If he doesn't play perfect, we lose. We'll see if this team rises to the occasion. I don't think they will. They're a bunch of fucking pansy asses, but we'll see. You think it's LA that makes them pansies, or like they just are doing a bad job recruiting non-tough players? Honestly, so uh, what I've been hearing, and it's kind of an interesting thought, and it's about Lincoln Riley. And it's that his style of coaching, if you look at, he comes from the Mike Leach tree, right? Uh, with Graham Harrell, with with all, all these fucking air raid guys. Um, and if you look at the style of football that Mike Leach coached, it was to take really unathletic, kind of sorry programs and give them just a chance to compete with good programs. Now Lincoln Riley is trying to do that at a school that has good players and has really good talent and perhaps that style of play just doesn't 
you're not allowing your athletes to do the things that they need to do. You're not, you're not putting them in a position to win. And I genuinely don't think USC is being put in a position to allow their athletes to win. Um, I, I, and so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with LA soft. I do think this game is also kind of scary, scary tides ahead. If you think about USC traveling to the Midwest multiple times a year, oh, God. Uh, if this is the fucking outcome we're going to see, uh, not going to be fun, but it is what it is. We got six games ahead of us. If we, if we went out, you know, the, it is really bad for my mental health that this team still has a chance. It would almost be better if they just fucking lost to Arizona a week ago. Man, you just look sad. You look paler too. Like it looks like all the joy and color is just washed out. Cooper, Cooper can attest. I, I only got mad when Ben was like trying to fucking tell me that Lincoln Riley is this like great college football coach. I just like don't think he is. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a really good offensive mind. But the fucking guy like doesn't care about defense and doesn't even have a special teams coordinator. So it's just like what what are we doing? I, I it just it it it's really frustrating to me. But we're stuck with him. I just what yeah, sad. Let's yeah. Let's talk about a good game. Let's talk about a good game. The 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 you know main bout of the weekend. Uh, Washington takes down Oregon in in a thriller of a game. I, I would even dub this as maybe maybe the best college football game of the season so far. Um, if we look at talent wise across the board, I think I know Colorado has been in a couple of good ones, but really Colorado is not a contender at all. These are two teams that have playoff aspirations, um, and 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 it was an electric game. Uh, I personally think Oregon probably lost themselves this game though I think they had a lot of chances to win they decided to not kick two field goals on like their own five yard line in pretty key moments got stopped and gave up the ball I think they also decided to go for it on fourth down uh, late in the game on like their 40 and gave the ball right back to UW who scored in like two plays so Either way, I mean, both teams, I don't think this game knocks either of these teams out of the playoff. Uh, what, did, what did you boys, what did you boys see in this matchup? Um, I would say totally agree with you on not kicking the field goals. I did love Oregon going for it on fourth and two when you have like a four point lead at like your 45. Because, you know, a defense should still be able to hold a team to a field goal. And that like from the 45 yard line like and if Oregon had gotten that first down on fourth and two which I'd say is a pretty good distance for college like I mean that game's over um but yeah I mean I think they're both still probably top seven teams and you know would not surprise me if Oregon bounced back from this but uh yeah just just awesome football to watch just uh just a complete shootout yeah, I, I agree with uh, Zane's take that from a top 10 standpoint, this was this has been probably the best game of the year so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, Oregon had every, I think, chance to kind of put this game away. Um, 
obviously at the time, you know, you kind of, you know, want to go for those fourth and because I think both both times they went for it on fourth down, they were, they were like within the five yard line. So it's kind of a coin flip there, but you know, sometimes it's better to take the points. Uh, I'm I'm making the argument that they probably should have punted on fourth down and pinned them deep. I know Dan Lanning's kind of a I think he's a defensive guy. I think he was the D coordinator at Georgia before coming over to Oregon. So if that's if that's your specialty, you should probably trust your defense to uh, force. UW to go down the field and score as opposed to, you know, putting the game away and giving the, the ball at the 50, but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, this was a great game. Um, <laughs> I didn't really think about this until watching the game, but um, award-winning listener uh, and reoccurring guest Kyle George pointed this out that Bo Nix does not throw the ball downfield. He is very much a throw a quick slant or a quick out guy and <laughs> that is very true <laughs> so um as an nfl prospect um or nfl fan i don't know if i want bo nicks on my team as my starting quarterback so jake <laughs> looking at you, you brought it up. I, I, I never noticed this about bo nicks until i watched this game he kind of stinks like he he is he there is no reason that guy should be a heisman candidate he is exclusively the product of a system that has sort of freak athletes that he can throw the ball to. Oh, he's a, I mean, he's a glorified system quarterback. No, no. My takes on Justin Herbert coming out of college translate perfectly to Bo Nix. But Justin Herbert's actually very good. Not good enough. Oh geez. Uh, do you think I I'm think just I do my think... takes my takes about Justin Herbert are the exact same about Bo Nix. I was wrong about Herbert, obviously. I think you're very right about Bo Nix, though. <clears throat> that um, dude should not be drafted. If he's drafted in the first round, some team's making a big fucking mistake. It was fun making fun of Kyle that the Falcons are going to definitely draft Bo Nix. <laughs> 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 so um but yeah no this is a great game um question question for you guys is there a world where both of these teams make the playoff and by that i mean say u-dub wins out, and then oregon wins beats out the but, oregon, final. but oregon beats u-dub in the pac-12 championship could they both make it and um, it's, a, it's an equally good shootout kind of game i don't think ESP like I don't think the people who run college football would allow that. I think they should make it if that scenario happens, but I mean you still have Georgia, Ohio State or Michigan would is I mean chaos in the Big Ten would have to happen. Chaos all over would probably happen. Yeah. Um, like you would need I don't know, you probably need Georgia to stay undefeated, like the rest of the SEC to kind of have two losses, and then like a clear winner in the Big Ten, I think. I think, I think if Georgia remains undefeated, beats Alabama, Alabama's two losses, they're out. So that mm, could take care of the yeah. SEC. Problem arises if Florida State remains undefeated. I for, totally forgot about it. Oklahoma's yeah. undefeated, too. Yeah, if, te- if Texas wins out and they beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, yeah. 
And then the Big Ten, it's like you have three teams between the likes of Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan that could all run the table so or have one loss. The this only, would have been a great game... year for the 12-team playoff because, like, there's a, so much parity. Yeah. And don't count out a two-loss Notre Dame, baby. Oh, that is creep in there. Like, let Clemson <laughs> have a big win this week, bump into, like, a 20th-ranked Clemson that we crush. Then we beat up old Stanford, who, who beat Colorado, so – they're pretty good. <laughs> the one the one thing uh Oregon and UW don't kind of have going for them is like they're still not currently ranked in the top four. So it, it would be tough. And and I don't know. I don't see Michigan losing anytime soon. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State has been struggling in a lot of like beginning of a lot of games, it seems like. Yeah, but um, so is Michael Penix now the favorite or for the Heisman? Gotta be right after that game. Yeah, probably what him and Drake May. That's the one and two. Uh, I think no, I think I think um the kid from Oklahoma. Oh, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel, and oh. and JJ McCarthy are are two and three. Oh. That'd be so weird having a Michigan quarterback win the Heisman like. Just don't think about them having a good quarterback ever. Yeah. Well, I do think, I do think, um, yeah, fuck. I don't even know. Is is Caleb Williams done? You think, you think this game was the, the nail? Um, you guys would have to reach the college football playoffs. If you guys went out and Caleb Williams, this balls out, I think you'd be fine. But as I, of I now, think, I think if he beats, Washington and and beats Penix. Yeah, he 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 flips with Penix. I don't know what the what the hell's gonna happen with uh, Oklahoma. I feel like Michigan is gonna be a good battle there. I think Drake May just coming from North Carolina is gonna be tough for him. Uh, But I feel like if 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 Caleb Williams can totally like this, almost makes the story like a little bit better for him. If he's got throwing some adversity. Yeah, we were we were talking at, at during this Notre Dame game that fuck if Caleb Williams found a way to come back again against like Notre Dame, it might just seal it for him, right there alone. Oh, it uh, probably would have if he was able to come back from a twenty point deficit. Uh, but but you know we've talked too much about good teams. Let's talk about a couple of shitty teams here uh, in what was the comeback of the year I think so far. Uh, and yes, we're making fun of Jay Page's Colorado Buffalo, who blew a 29-point lead this Friday against uh, Stanford. Boys, on the fraud scale, where does Colorado currently reside? Oh, they've slid off the scale. Like, how do you even allow Stanford to score 29 points in a game, let alone <laughs> come back by that much? Not, not only that. The the way this game ended with the Stanford wide receiver catching the football on the back of Travis Hunter's helmet and then dragging him into the end zone was just the big, the biggest big brother big dicking move I've ever seen uh, to to a very talented player. Um, absolutely uh, brutal for the Deion Sanders brand at Colorado. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm questioning did. Colorado like 
throw this game intentionally just to like stay relevant in the college football landscape. I mean, like <laughs> that's yeah, I think they were up 29-0 at half and then lost in double OT. So to a very bad Stanford team. Uh yeah, I mean, I think I think there's just a case can be made that uh, you know, Colorado is gonna make every game as interesting as possible, as opposed to like winning and like losing in regular fashion. Uh, but yeah, losing losing to Stanford, yeah, I think we can finally, you know, put Colorado in, you know, major fraud rebuild mode. What I, got, I got a question for you boys. So currently Colorado is four and two. Two games. Oh, sorry, four and three. Four and three. Two games away from becoming bowl eligible. I'm gonna read to you their remaining schedule and you tell me whether you think Colorado makes a bowl game. This week they have number 25 UCLA. The next week they have 12 Oregon State. Then they have a very pesky Arizona team, Washington State, and number 14, Utah. Do you guys see two wins on that remaining schedule? I think they go, what are, what do they have? Five games left? One, I think they go one and four. I, I was gonna say the same thing. I think maybe they can steal one from Washington State or Arizona. I, do I can see them beating Arizona and beating UCLA. You guys are underestimating Arizona. Arizona just fucking mollywalked Washington State. I think Arizona is like a really underrated team this year. Arizona is under. I'm just throwing out a random win yeah. like yeah. you get. Um, but they're not. They're not beating Utah, and they are not beating Oregon. Oregon State. Well, Oregon State's gonna dish out some punishment. Like they're gonna be like this is what. This is what a disciplined team looks like. Um, no, I mean I think. Yeah, they're they're looking at a five and seven finish. Um, which, Still a success know. based off last year. No, I mean coming coming from being like a one loss team to five wins, I think is huge. But you know, I think it can, kills. I think it kills the Deion Sanders brand a little bit. Like next year, this shit will not be the same. You you maybe maybe it was just like. Oh, a no. big... Like, Dion Dion's an expert marketer. He's gonna find a way to like stay relevant and kind of be at the top of the headline. So they're just gonna um, get dipped in the Big 12 next year. Here's my conspiracy theory. Dion goes to a program and makes it so popular that everybody bets on it in Vegas. Then at the height of its popularity, he bets Stanford money line and throws the game. <laughs> that he also live bets at half to get better odds when he's up 29-0. Just walks away, baby. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right, boys. Well, let's get into our picks for the upcoming week. Um, interns have basically covered their their parlays for what half the season. It's it feels like we need another one. Interns and hosts are still looking for their first win in two seasons, uh, one and a half seasons. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Cooper, you're lone wolf in it tonight. Dan is on his honeymoon. Oh! Zambi is I haven't been here recently. I don't know if Zambi's been here recently, but I can't remember the last time he was on with me. Um what do you got for us? You guys got the first overall pick. Yes. So um first off, does anyone know what our picks were last week? No, we tried, no. we failed. We're assuming no one won. I didn't even get the the host one in on time, luckily, because it, it busted immediately. So 
what was our first one? I think it was like it was like a Friday game or something. Like it didn't even make it. I think it was Colorado. No, it uh, was. It was yeah. Colorado. It, I basically like missed the departure of the Titanic on that one. So wow. not mad. Not mad at all. What a bad beat that was for us. <laughs> oh man, if you'd been up 29 and then 29, you turned the game off. We're good to go. Oh nope, you just fucking lost. <laughs> oh man. Um, for our first pick, I'm gonna go a little Big 12 action. I am going to take the over in the West Virginia Oklahoma State game at 49 and a half. So gross, Coop. It's so gross. It's gross, but guess what, baby? I think I'm like have one loss this year. Is this your oh, pick? Oh. Is this your pick, Coop? Well, you just jinxed it. You're definitely not gonna hit this. Oh, one. Nope, it's gonna hit. Uh yeah, this is my pick. Ugh. Big 12 action. Interesting starting point. It's funny. Coop, Coop loves like the the Southern picks, whereas I just can't get away from the Pac-12. I'm just glad as soon as Cooper realized he should stop betting on Nebraska, he's just been on a winning streak. <laughs> I did think about Nebraska minus 11 against Northwestern, but I refuse. Uh, change of line, Coop. It's at 50. Just to let you know. Ooh, super. Super. Okay, I think, uh, Zane, do you want to use your pick first? I don't think mine's going to be chosen, so I think I can save mine for last. Okay, I, yeah, I like this one. I like this one. We're taking this one probably because it's a rat's pick. It looks so good on paper. Way too many points to cover, even for a team uh, coming off a hot win. I, I sense a little slump. I sense a uh, a sophomore slump here. We're going to take Arizona State University covering 28 points against the Washington Huskies. 28 points just feels like way too much. What do you think, Coop? Uh, I like it. I, you know, I haven't watched a lick of Sun Devil football. Obviously, our one AC correspondent Zamblin is here to say give you the green light on this pick but yeah to your point 28 points after a huge win yeah. is, a, is a lot to cover so this I, is also a Saturday 7 30 p.m game this is a Pac-12 after dark game that fucking weird stuff happens in <laughs> is this a is this in Tempe or is this at no, no. In Seattle sadly it is in Seattle but I don't think, like, I don't think it's going to be a heavily attended game. Not sure, but um, I think that brings it back to us. Um, and I was able to get a hold of Dan. He was able to take a break from all the Mai Tais, pina coladas, and whatever else you drink in Hawaii. Uh, so with that... What's that? Get away from the tzatziki. <laughs> well, ziki ziki sas. Uh, it's probably probably enough of that. <laughs> uh, so with that, we are going to take Penn State plus four against Ohio State, and what's arguably the biggest game of the weekend. That's a that's a nice one. I like um, that pick a lot, Coop. It's also going to be really easy to sit there and root for Penn State over Ohio State, I feel like. Definitely. 
but it is in the horseshoe. It is in the shoe. I don't know. Is it a 9 a.m. tilt? This is, I was looking earlier, and then we'll touch on this after this segment, but this is basically a stand a, a standalone for all intents and purposes at 9 o'clock. Nothing, no other fucking good games at 9. Yeah, 9 a.m. tilt. So this is probably what everyone will be glued to. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's a hell of a game. And Penn State either wins or doesn't lose by more than four points. All right, Jake. The pick yeah. is to you. Um, I'm going, I'm starting this week out red hot. We're going with a Thursday night game. <laughs> Give me James Madison minus three over Marshall. Um James Madison, the JMU undefeated, and I think they just keep it going. I think they win by double digits. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jake. Last year we rode James Madison for quite some time, didn't we? I believe so. So now we're just going back to the watering hole. Yeah, come on. We gotta we gotta, you know, um it's a, like a, a migration can't pattern. learn without looking back, right? It's a migration pattern. We go to James Madison in the late fall. And they come to us. Cooper. I, I really hope this hits. If it doesn't. Um, it's got that could be a very entertaining Saturday for the boys. If it doesn't, the host might need to pay, place an emergency. Parlay. It's an emergency, just money making parlay. Um, I was told that Fresno Zambi's pick was Fresno State, but I do not believe they're playing, <laughs> which is you know pretty on brand. You just for, wanted Fresno State for me. yeah. He literally just said Fresno State, so we are. Gonna audible to no other. He's not playing football this weekend. They are not playing football. No, they are not. Does Zambi likes to choose a lot of the uh, whack games, huh? Are they are they the whack conference? Mountain West now. What is, I thought they were Mountain West. I think they're Mountain West. Yeah, but they're they're weirdly like whack for soccer. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I am going to take. Do it, Coop. Do it. I don't think they win, but I think they cover. I'm going to take Tennessee plus nine against Alabama. Ooh, where is this game being played? Did you say Tennessee plus nine? Tennessee plus nine, yes. It's at Alabama, but I think Ooh. they can keep it within a score. Um, I kind of like it. I don't know. I don't really – I haven't watched, like, any Tennessee this year. Yeah, neither have I. The SEC kind of sucks this year. It's uh, been super boring, the SEC. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't hate it. Um, okay. Um Zane, did we figure out who we're choosing for, for J Page? Did he I was just I was just looking. Um Cooper kind of took our pick. Uh we can I guess we can just talk about it since Yeah, yeah, we're the last. Um I like see. I like I like the Duke P 
pick, I think. Oh, yeah. Duke plus 14 feels nice. Yeah, I think Duke plus 14, Florida State is, is a, is a solid. Wait, is this, is, where is this game? I'm pretty sure it's at Florida State. So they'll have the chop. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, I mean, like, it will, honestly wouldn't surprise me if Duke upset Florida State here. Yeah. 14 points is a lot. I mean, in yeah. Florida State only really averages like 35. So I just think if I was betting, if I would never take this bet minus 14. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I feel like the score is going to be 35-24. Yeah, that sounds like and Duke might like back cover score or Yeah, I'd say we lock it in. Yeah. Duke yeah. plus 14 coop. How do you like them apples? Oh, nope. I hate those apples. Nope. You like them. You nope. like Greeny Smith. Nope. I only like Green Bluff apples. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Well, there's your college football Saturday, uh, an electric Saturday we have ahead of ourselves here. Um, for those of you keeping track at home, the it's kind of the schedule works out nicely. There's pretty much one good game per slot this week. 9 a.m. We got Penn State versus Ohio State uh, at 12.30. The noon hour, we have uh, Tennessee, Alabama. Nice one. If you're on the West Coast, you can tune into Wazoo versus Oregon if you want. Um, and then we have the 4.30 slot. We got Duke versus Florida State as well as USC versus Utah. Um, good, good schedule all around, I think, boys. Zane, does uh, USC right the ship this weekend against the Utes? God, I don't know, man. I If you're Caleb Williams, I mean, like I said, Utah's defense is better than Notre Dame's. It's statistically better, and it's historically better with, with Kyle Whittingham at, at Utah. Um, I, you have to imagine Caleb Williams can't let this happen twice, right, offensively at least. You got to imagine the ship gets righted on offense, but it's not going to be easy. Defensively, man, Utah's offense stinks this year. Uh, that is like a really, really bad offense. But USC's defense could play really, really poorly. Is so, Cam Rising? Is Cam Rising still out, dude? I think he. So I was reading a report that like it came out last year. He tore his ACL. Ooh. I read that he actually blew out his knee, tore everything, blew everything out. And so his career might be over. And I think he might just be getting his degree at this point. Um, That's super sad. Yeah. But kind of to be expected, the the punishment that kid took for the past four years at Utah. Um, ultimately, I think, you know, it's it's a game at the Coliseum. The rest, somehow, USC's schedule has sold out at home, despite how shitty this team has looked. So the Coliseum will be rocking. Five five o'clock, perfect time. Um, I think USC, if I had to guess, USC wins this game by like kind of a comfortable nine or ten. A kind of an odd number right there where where they might get like a touchdown at the end to bring it in with single digits, but I feel I feel like God, if they don't get it done now, then it's never. If they lose to Utah, the whole season's fucking over. Because then we're definitely losing to UW and Oregon. That's it for college football, boys. Let's dive into the NFL. All right. Um, 
NFL, I've missed a lot of it, quite honestly, being in Europe. Uh, I missed the Bears' one win of the season against the god-awful Commanders, so that's good. Uh, but, of course, now Justin Fields has blown out his thumb. And I I feel like I keep slipping and slipping closer to Caleb Williams. You know, like, the Panthers keep losing. Fields keeps struggling. And um, I don't know. I'm questioning, you know. Uh, I'm looking at Fields a, a little, you know, untrustworthy this these days. So, um I don't know what, what I'd want if we have the first overall pick. What? If you have the first overall pick, you would you wouldn't yeah, want Jake. I think you you absolutely have to take Caleb Williams. You think so? Like you don't think you just try to get a shit ton of trades if you like Fields? Do you, who likes? Why would you like Fields? He's like the two games before this, he played very well. Jake. Jake, don't do it. Mean, not he was like I finally had a good quarterback. I thought Zane, and now it's just falling apart. I mean, sand in my yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like Fields has what one every five games is good, and then the others are just absolutely terrible. I mean, the sad thing is when you look at Trubisky's win record with us, like it's way better than Fields. <laughs> obviously, the team was better around him, but like Trubisky went ten and six his first year, like. God damn it. I just would love to have a good football team to watch, you know? But well, it starts with the quarterback, Jake. And I don't know that keeping Justin Fields around and and the other part is you're gonna have to pay Justin Fields, right? True. Yeah. I yeah, I think you're right. We just got draft Caleb Williams, and then we'll still have like our pick, which will be like the third pick. Get like a great defensive guy, trade Justin Fields for maybe a second rounder or something. And then just move on. But that's depressing to say. You don't get if you don't take Caleb Williams, the Minnesota Vikings will have that's him. true. That's true. It's almost like you can't let your your division rival take him. Yeah, it's uh it'd be worth it just to watch the Vikings have to have Kirk Cousins again. <laughs> or Bo Nix. That is a perfect replacement for Kirk Ooh. Cousins. Ooh. Um, okay, moving on to a happier team with happier fans. The Cowboys beat the Chargers in uh, you guess it, blown lead by the Chargers to lose by three points. Um, Coop, after the shit pumping that the Niners did to you the week before, how are you feeling about your Cowboys now where they're sitting at is it three and two? We are four and two, four and two, shit, six games already, yeah, four and two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I this game I felt like was a must win for us. Um, you know, it's getting a lot of shit that the you know the Cowboys three wins were against the I think Giants, Jets, and Patriots, who were <laughs> I think combined like four and like twenty or something right now. So, um, not a great uh slate of wins so beating the chargers who while they're not uh, like a premier super bowl contender are still a playoff team and have you know arguably top five quarterback and her herbert so um yeah big win um defense stepped up dak made plays when he needed to um 
yeah, so feels good going going four and two into the bye week. Um, I still, you know, sold on Dak being the guy. Absolutely not. But um, and are we close to anywhere closer to the Niners? No. Um, so a lot of work needed to be done to get to that level, but to be where we are now, I'll take it. Speaking of help, um, both the Eagles and Niners lost um pretty bad matchups. Um, I guess I mean the Niners losing to the Browns, not terrible, especially considering Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, and Debo all went out of that game. Um, I think it just shows also how good the Browns defense is. But the Eagles losing to the Jets, how the fuck does that happen? Uh, Jalen Hurts has three picks. I guess, but... This, this was a thrilling game to watch the end. I also... How the fuck is it possible that the Jets have never, ever beaten the Eagles before? They'd only played like 11 times. So it was wild. 12, 12, 12. 12, okay. But still, like, they're both like two of the oldest franchises, right? Isn't that wild? I mean, I guess I, I guess I kind of always just associate the Jets with like the Giants. I know the Giants and the Eagles are big time rivals. Yeah. So, but fuck, I mean, what? <laughs> like, that is an embarrassing stack. And the Jets have been good like in the past. Yeah. Like, you know, the LT area, like, I don't think the Eagles were very, I guess that they had what they have. Well, even, even as recently as like the Mark Sanchez jets were like competitive in the playoffs for several years. Mark Sanchez. Well, I mean, how, how often does a NFC team play another AFC team? Isn't it like once every three years or so? uh probably something like that but it's not like i don't know it's not like a div- it'd be it'd be crazy if it was a divisional team but um yeah yeah so crazy win uh yeah also like kind of a hot take zach wilson hasn't looked terrible no i mean he's not he's not playing like a superstar quarterback but he's definitely not making mistakes and He's, he's playing like a guy who knows he has a great defense, and that's a yeah. great goal to play. Yeah, the, was, the, yeah. it looks like a Mitch Trubisky style, where it's just like, yeah, just like don't throw a pick, just don't throw <laughs> a pick here. Just we can punt it. Don't worry. Just don't <laughs> do too much. Hey, you got you got Brees Hall. We can hand it off to him. We exactly. have Gary Wilson. Oh, speaking of Brees Hall, what it almost fuck up move that was by him just sauntering into the end zone late in the game when the, when the Eagles defense just opened the gates part of the seas for him and just two hand touched him as he walked in. I, I thought for sure the jets were going to blow that game with that play. Speaking of boneheaded um, play calls, the giants play call Monday night. Um, it was Monday night, right? Or was it Sunday? Um, Sunday night, Sunday where going into half, there's like 13 seconds left. They're on the goal line. And uh, what Tyrod Taylor audibles into a run. So they run out of time and aren't able to even kick a field goal. Like just the Giants coach, uh, what's his name? Du- Duble? Ryan Dable. Dable. Just freaking the fuck out at him as they were running in that halftime. Hilarious. Um. I have a real quick note. I mean, on the Eagles and Niners, I guess we can 
you know, make the argument that they're the two premier teams. Uh, on the Niners, though, are we in the school that's like thinking that Brock Purdy is like this everything quarterback, or is he just on an amazing team with an amazing coach with amazing skill players? I think a little bit of both. Yeah, he's definitely a good quarterback. Like, I think if you put him on other teams, he wouldn't do poorly, but. It like helps. if you put Brock, if you put Brock Purdy on the Jets, would he be doing what he's doing now? I think I, he would be doing better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, and I think Zach Wilson could also fuck up the Niners. Yeah, that's true. Brock Purdy is just good enough to not fuck your team over, but yeah. I don't think he's good enough to carry your team. Like he would make he would make the Chiefs worse than they. Well, okay, that's not saying yeah. much. Of course it'd be like I. I think it'd be interesting to see him on the Cowboys. Yeah, or if like you replace Trevor Lawrence and him. Ooh, I think Trevor Lawrence is probably. Yeah, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is head and shoulders better than Brock Purdy. I feel like Brock Purdy it just reminds me of a prime Josh McCown. You know, you're never mad when you see him in the game, but he's usually a backup. It is tough to argue that he he's not the beneficiary of just like insane. Oh, I mean, McCaffrey's on a 17 game streak where he's had a touchdown. That helps. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're playing with McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Debo Samuel, Ayuk's I, having a crazy good year. He looks like mm-hmm. the second coming of Tyreek Hill. Um, it's like, yeah, Josh it's hand too. Just... It's it's an embarrassment of riches. So when you hear like, oh, like Brock Purdy should be an MVP candidate, I'm like, eh, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. Um, but you but... gotta give the Niners credit on their draft. I mean, obviously they traded for Christian McCaffrey, but like all those other guys, like Debo, Debo, Ayuk, like Kittle, um, just all great, great job by their GM. It feels like the Niners are going to be relevant for. A while yes it feels like i mean they can't they can't pay all those players so yeah but like you said i feel like their system's good enough they kind of keep having like young guys emerge that you just pay pennies i was gonna ask you guys you know who's been a sneaky team out west are the rammies i don't have much more to say than that but they have been a sneaky team cooper cup is back looks like he hasn't missed a beat uh is there is there a world where the Rammies like find their way into a wild card spot? Oh, a hundred percent. Um also what a what a receiver pair in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Puka Puka? Who's their their running back? He's hurt. Uh Kel, Kellen Williams. Or Kyron. Kyron yeah. Williams. Yeah. Former Notre Dame yeah. guy. Dude, he these guys Puka and, and Kyron Williams came out of Fucking well, Kyron Williams has showed how shitty Cam Akers is. Like, yeah. how? Why? Why did I draft Cam Akers in a league? Somebody Cam Akers that. was the Florida State kid, right? Yes. Yeah. He was. He was nice at Florida State. That's neither here nor there. Speaking. Uh, speaking of fantasy, do we have a fantasy update from yeah. this past week? Uh, I beat the shit out of J Page this week. That's what happened in well, two leagues. Did you beat him in both leagues? Oh, yeah. Embarrassed him in both leagues. Uh, well, then with that, your new leader in this league is is yours truly. Uh, I am five and one. Um, we are – I did learn, I did discover this week 
the regular season doesn't mean shit in our podcast league because apparently everyone makes the postseason. Wait, but you have to have a bye, right? There's only six teams. Yeah, I I still think we should have just done the top four to get knocked out. The fact that Dan at one in five is going to even make the playoff. Oh God, yeah. That's true, but it seems so shitty. Yeah, my team is like really putting up great numbers these days. Same with mine. Mine started off pretty slow, but I'm I'm marching up now. It is it is disgusting when your three wide receivers. I, this has to be the three best tandem in the league, right? Tyree Kill, Devonte Adams, and Cooper Cup. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to top that. Yeah. Pretty nice. I do have a really shitty tight end core uh, with. Kyle Pitts and Dalton Kincaid, though. That's not good. Ugh. Hey, Kyle Pitts finally scored this past weekend. Yeah, I have I have Kelsey, who's obviously great. And then I, I like to pretend Darren Waller will get a catch, so I put him in as my second tight end. <laughs> he and looked then, he looked good uh in the in the in the Sunday night game. God, he's just he probably should have got a PI call on that last true, uh, true. But neither here nor there. All right, boys, this was a pretty timely episode. I think it was just like an hour 15, maybe. Yeah, I think we're, I'm not even like restless yet. I, I, I just hate talking about sports right now. Should we hit, should we hit a quick daily dozen? Yeah, I think so. I mean, pull it up, whoever, Cooper, someone. I think, I think Jake's on the sticks here. Yeah, I'll hang on. <clears throat> While we're waiting, do we know who got the lowest score in the BB lot? Um, yeah, that's Paige. Oh, yes. Uh, someone needs to call him out. That does suck because he got 85 points still, and that's kind of a lot. Not in our league, I guess, actually. No, my my team in the BB lot one got a wagon. All right, I say we start with chain restaurants. I feel like we should all get chain restaurants here. We know our way around a chain restaurant. <laughs> All right. In 2022, what chain introduced a monthly or annual beverage subscription called the Unlimited Sip Cup or Sip Club, allowing customers to get refills on coffees and their signature charged lemonades? Panera Bread. Is it? Oh, I did not know that one. Poop seems confident. Nice. Wow. Are they famous for their lemonades or something? Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good soup and Sammy combo, bro? I am actually not allowed to go to Panera because Courtney worked there when she was. Uh, <laughs> really? And so she hates it. Um. Okay. What should we do? NFL next? Can yeah. You... Just go. Let's go across the top. Hi. Right. Prior to their current head coach, what AFC team was previously led by Romeo? Colts. what Colts Todd Haley and Herm Edwards I was just oh I don't what is it not the Colts wasn't Herm Edwards is it not the Colts? Texans oh oh wait no or is it the Browns I no I think oh you're right I'm thinking of someone else I'm not thinking of Herm Edwards I'm thinking of the oh my god because what Romeo Cremel was a Browns and Texans coach. Was he a head coach anywhere else? Is it the Chiefs? This one's tough. 
Todd Haley. I have no idea who Todd Haley is. Maybe we come back to this one. Yeah, come ba- coming back. Uh, NBA. Lou Williams won his first of three career Six Man of the Year awards in 2014 to Hawks? 2015 while playing for what Eastern Conference team? I think, I think Zane said the Hawks. Yep. I guess I guess we should let you finish. That. Oh no! What? Who the who the fuck team was he on? Was it the Raptors? Maybe. Um, maybe? We're, we're gonna be bad at NHL. Boy, how it. wasn't the Hawks playing in the NHL until he was forty-five years old in two thousand eighteen? This winger became his career or began his career with eleven seasons in Pittsburgh from nineteen ninety to two thousand one leading the NHL in points five times. Oh, my God. I have no idea. I, fuck if I... Fuck I, don't know, I don't know any hockey players. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. In 2018. Sidney <laughs> Crosby, even though he's still playing. <laughs> um, I can't even think of a name to guess. I don't know any... Afghani Malkin. <sighs> Yikes. It was not Afghani Malkin. Uh, okay it's a tough slate boys let's, let's go, go let's uh, go music yeah <laughs> paint it up what band released a 1999 song with the following oh, lyrics yes say it ain't so i will not go turn the lights off um cooper wait till the question is over nope mary j blige is that it? <laughs> third eye blind nice all right keep keep entertainment going we'll go movies Antonio Banderas, Carla. Oh, come on, Coop. You know this one. Julinho, uh, Alexa Vega, and Daryl Sabara made up the Cortez family in this 2001 spy action comedy film that got multiple sequels. Spy Kids, baby. Spy Kids. Banger of a movie. I liked the mom in Spy Kids. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. This is not this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coop was probably a, a fan of the thumbs. Uh okay. PN15, the path. Pen15. What? Pen15. Pen15, the path, difficult people, and Rammy were all original programs aired by what streaming platform? Hulu. I was gonna say these sound like shitty Hulu shows. Uh Rammy's nice. a pretty good show. All right, let's go on to our geography. With over 250,000 people, what is the largest city by population in Ohio without a big four sports team? Ooh. Is it Akron? Okay, well, let's think. What are the big cities in, in, in Ohio? It's, it's not Cleveland, Cleveland. It's not Columbus. Cincinnati. It's not Cincinnati. I, I think it might be Columbus, Coop. Columbus no, the Columbus ja- crew. And they, no, it's the Blue Jackets, the hockey oh, team. Good call. Um, they also have a soccer team, right? Yeah, but that's not a big four. So, hockey, football, baseball, basketball. Yeah. Oh, sorry, soccer. Um, Dayton. It might be Dayton. What's bigger, Dayton or Akron? I think Dayton's bigger. I think Akron, but I have no idea. Well, let's either Dayton or Akron. BBR, so, BRVito. Are the Columbus Blue Jackets from Columbus, Ohio, Cooper? 
Where else would yeah. <laughs> yes? What other Columbus is there? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna my vote's David. Columbia. Are they the Columbia Blue Jackets? I feel like Akron's probably bigger, huh? I'm just going B as as had LeBron, so I'm giving him the edge. That's my literally my only line of reasoning. I, I nope. have no idea. We I'm going need... Dayton Flyers over the Akron Zips. We might need to flip a coin or something to decide this. You have to decide, Zane. Wait, did you go? I I don't I have no clue which one's bigger. Well, you gotta pick. You're all right. right. I'm I'm gonna pick Akron. I feel like Stop. Jake is idiots. I'm going with Jake. I'm going with Jake. Oh, idiots! Akron. I celebrity mashup. I wasn't picking Akron. I was picking Jake. Oh, oh! I know this guy. He's married to uh, Sophia Vergara, right? Oh, is it Joe Mongelino? Mongel? Or, or is it Bradley Cooper? Is that beard too gray to be Bradley Cooper? Oh, and yeah, it's definitely not Bradley Cooper. He doesn't have a gray beard. How do you click out of these fucking banner ads? Knowing as fuck. Like, I can't even see, like, type into the bar. I recognize those that those eyes. It's not Angelina Jolie, right? No. Is it? No. Is it Natalie Portman? Yeah, Ooh, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Big call, Z. Yes, yes, pat me! Does anyone know how to scroll down on this so I can select the fucking oh my god and coop there should be a little or yeah there there you go yep ad covered content oh can you not scroll down jake no it like literally it it scrolls the window with it this is tragic this is oh there you go a little zoom out a little zoom out action steady now Steady hands, steady hands. It's just, it's just not gonna go away. All right, well, let's let's give it a try. Let's let's. Yeah, zero in, zero in. Nope, no. I'm just gonna type her name and click enter. I guess I don't, I don't even know if that entered. All right, who else do we think it is? Joe, is it Joe Mongelo? Oh my God, Microsoft Edge! What the fuck? Stop it, Jake! Can you just zoom out of your like? Web I don't understand why you can't scroll down, Jake. I literally, I it just won't let me scroll down or up while I'm clicked into it. Once it's gone, I can scroll down and up. But once I click the one fucking thing we need to see, that's right, I'll, I'll, I'll just enter it on my phone and we'll see if we get it right. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Or you guys can just pull it up on your computer too. No, 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 no. Nope, nope. You're literally nope. both looking at computer screens. Nope, uh, no. What nope. was the other name we went with, Cooper? Joe Mangeli Mangelo. Joe Manganiello. I think so, yeah. Is that, that something with? something come up? All right. Select it. Wrong. Oh, fuck. Shit. Okay. So what's our NFL guess? Jesus, I think it's I think it's the things. I think it's the Chiefs. I'll I'll sign me up for Chiefs. Chiefs, oh, nice. Uh, Please, it's saying Natalie Portman was wrong. 
Who was it? Uh, let's let's see who it was. That is crazy. Where does me. it tell you the results? Uh, if you exit, if you close out of that screen, Jake. Oh, gotcha. And then you can hover over. It was the Raptors for Lou Williams. Oh, that's tough. Oh, it was Haramir Hager for yeah. that. Jaeger bombs. Celebrity was Millie Bobby Brown. Okay, that makes sense. I see it. She, she looks like it. Natalie Portman. Dude, that is. Oh, it's Toledo. We were. Oh, really fuck. Okay. Fucking Toledo <laughs> Rockets. <laughs> Thanks about Toledo. Toledo. All right, boys. I think that ends it tonight, huh? Yep. Great show. Feel, feels good to be uh to have the wedding or some of the wedding squad back hopefully from here on out i don't think we have any more honeymoon slash weddings on the horizon i'm doing a back-to-back honeymoon actually only here for a week yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i think it's i think it's officially zags from here on out fellas well, you know, I, 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 not so fast for me. I think I'm ready to be hurt by USC just one more time. Oh my God. Arguing some of these demons with you tonight, guys, really helped me feel like I can get back on the horse. I think I convinced myself that, you know, we're not done yet. No, I think what Goop and I did is like, you know, in the Princess Bride, when they like fix him up before they like really torture him. I think that's what this was. So now <laughs> I think Utah is going to win. Can't, can't say I'm a big Princess Bride guy. Great movie. Under a good movie. It is a classic that I've seen like once, and that was probably 15 years ago. So, come on. I thought I was talking to cultured people, so that's Dan wasn't here. Uh, Jake, have you seen the new Haunted Mansion? No, I saw your review. It felt like I didn't need to. <laughs> uh, if you boys are looking for a bit of a thrill ride, uh, the new uh, Gran Turismo movie. Kind of, kind of good. If you want to watch one of the stupidest movies I've seen recently, The Expendables 4, be a little baked on that. Megan Fox plays a main character in it this time. Uh, Don't need much beyond that. (laughs) You guys want some really shitty, uh, like, hour-long TV shows, this fucking Goosebumps bullshit. Not very good, but... What, Justin Long isn't knocking it out of the park? Oh, Justin Long always knows. He's just getting no help from us. Zane, if you have if you have a pair of balls, and if this is in Jake, I think you've seen this movie, um, in the spirit of Halloween, the movie Barbarian. Nope. Oh yeah. Out. Out. Oh, Jake, have you seen it? I, I have. That's a some, fucked up movie. I don't need to see a monster breastfeeding someone. So many people. It's a. It's a pretty Justin Long is plays a very good douchebag character. So Justin Long is like brutally killed in so many scary movies. <laughs> yeah, he's the, the lobster. The lobster or the walrus? Or no, the, the walrus. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like the yeah, he's turned to like a human Husk. walrus. Husk. Husk. Yeah. And then a couple other horror movies. So yeah, he gets he definitely gets the shit into the stick. But he's got a second. Molly gets hit by all the wrenches.